Welcome to Islamic Life Coach School Podcast. Apply tools that you learn in this podcast and your life will be unrecognizably successful. Now your host, Dr. Kamal Akhtar. Hello, hello, hello everyone. Peace and blessings be upon all of you. Let's make the upcoming year about failing. Let's get really, really comfortable with trying and not achieving. Because there's only one difference between trying and not achieving. And that is the willingness to fail. Failure is a thought. It is not a fact. At Islamic Life Coach School, I go really far in trying to teach you guys the difference between objective and subjective. Anything subjective can be changed based on what you decide to think about it. Same is true for failure. Failure is not a fact. Even a big red F on a graded school paper can really mean different things to different people. A failing grade on a paper is just that. It's up to you as a human mind carrier to make it mean what you will. Some people are bothered by it. Some people are unfazed. The letter grade F, the missed deadline, forgetting your child's soccer game, distracted driving and rear-ending another car are only failures if you think they are. Failure is only final if we don't finish the task we set out to do. Missing the deadline for a project, forgetting to submit a college assignment, is only a failure if you finalize your task. But as usual, I'm going to give you a life-changing trick. I'm going to invite you to ask one question. At any given moment, if you feel like a failure, ask yourself, what has this taught me? Because this question will turn the finalization of the process into a journey. Remember, we just said, it is only a failure if you finalize your journey. So if you never stop taking steps, There's no failure. And this question, what has this experience taught me, turns a destination into a rest stop. Meaning if you're trying to pitch a business idea to investors and they do not respond as well as you had hoped, your brain is going to look at it as a failure if you consider this as a final stop of your journey. Instead, in that moment in time, ask yourself, what did this experience teach me? When you ask this question, Your presentation to the investors becomes a part of the process. It becomes a link in the chain of ongoing events until you have a business. Because once you answer that question, it gives you a chance to learn and apply that new learning to the next set of investors. Or let's say you asked for a raise and your request was turned down. It is only a failure if you consider this a final step. If you ask yourself, what has this rejection taught me? This becomes a part of the process in the bigger scheme of things where you might be trying to move up in the corporate world. When you don't ask this question, what has this experience taught me, you turn every failure into a dead end. So there was a point where I did very poorly in an organic chemistry exam as an undergrad. There was a particular professor that everyone dreaded and his exams were notoriously hard. Knowing that, the university gave us an option. They said that if your grade after the first exam is not acceptable to you, you have the option of dropping the class altogether, take a more basic chemistry class, and your bad grade from the organic chemistry class will never show up on the transcript. After you've taken the basic chemistry, you will have a chance to come back and take this difficult class again. So as imagined, the first midterm was super hard. I studied endless hours, study groups, resources. I did all of it. But I remember so clearly, I came out of the exam so run down and drained, and I was talking to some of my other friends. 
I was pre-medicine and they were pre-pharmacy, and we all said we think we failed the exam. That was a gray and heavy moment for me. I was always used to doing so well in my studies. I had perfect A's in all of my classes for as long as I could remember. And there it was, organic chemistry, that was going to taint my winning streak in just one exam. Finally, when the grades came out, everyone got an 80 plus percent. I was shocked. Because there is such a thing as curving the grade, where the professor adds a certain percentage to the whole class's grade to bring it up. So everyone got a reasonably good grade. All of the friends that I was taking the class with ended up doing reasonably well. But believe it or not, I actually failed that exam. My grade was so bad that even curving it up didn't help me pass. I was devastated. This was a real identity crisis for me because I've always identified as a straight-A, hard-working student. And some people call it being nerdy. And yeah, I was nerdy most of my life. When I shared this news with my friend, they were mostly just staring at my face because they didn't know what to say and how to help me. I definitely thought about quitting. I told myself this is extremely difficult. Pre-medicine's not for me. But alhamdulillah, right in that moment, I had the presence of mind to know that I have a choice. I could make this failure create a dead end for me, or I could make it another link in the chain of events, and a transition or a teaching point. So I treated it as a fork in the road. I asked myself this question, what has this experience taught me? Maybe it's that I'm not ready for organic chemistry quite yet. Maybe I took this class too early. Maybe it's possible that I'm not cut out for pre-medicine. Or maybe it's possible that it's not the right time. Just out of curiosity, I decided that I'm going to give it another chance. I dropped the organic chemistry class, took the more remedial basic chemistry, and as promised, my bad grade was wiped out. I ended up taking basic chemistry alone without my friends, which was hard. But alhamdulillah, I got an A in that class. Next semester, I re-enrolled in organic chemistry and got an A in both organic chemistry 1 and 2. Graduated with a nearly perfect GPA as an undergrad, alhamdulillah. What I want you to take out from this is, in the moment, it becomes hard to see the choice, but the more you practice, the easier it will come to you. If I had made that failure mean something about me, I would have created a dead end. I would have started my journey again, and possibly not even as a pre-medicine student, and my life would have looked much different right now. But let me tell you, I do not regret being curious. I do not regret asking that question. That single question practically saved my life because becoming a doctor had been my lifelong dream. Just as a side note, these types of courses are labeled as weed-out courses where they make them difficult enough to weed out a certain population just so they would give up and only qualified students would proceed in the career of medicine or other difficult sciences. I think this is somewhat of an unfair practice, but that's a topic for another day. You will always have an option of turning your failure into a dead end. You can turn back around and start over. It's like starting a mountain climb all over again. You go up the mountain, you run into an obstacle, you come back down, and you start the climb again in some other area. This process is extremely ineffective. This possibly is the best way to continue to recycle a mediocre life. Or, on the other hand, you have the option of making the failure into a part of the process. I'm going to teach you how to fail. I'm going to teach you how to fail remarkably. 
because I honestly believe a Muslim woman is the backbone of the Muslim Ummah. She shapes the generations to come. Her mindset is the key to her success. Her single thought is a unit of her and her generation's success, which then translates in the success of this dunya and akhirah, inshallah. This is why I have dedicated all of my efforts into optimizing the mindset of the Muslim woman. So you will fail. You'll fail remarkably with grace and candor. I'm going to have you make best friends with failure because you absolutely need it. So inshallah, from here on out, in any event of your life, you will be failing gloriously, making it a chain of events, not a dead end. One way to describe failure is that you are not meeting your own expectations. Or failure means that you are not taking the required or optimal action. Then we are left to feel feelings of rejection, fear of failure, and the same old mind drama of not enoughness. But come to think of it, these feelings of rejection and failure come from your thoughts. So at any given moment, if you're feeling rejection because of failure, it is because of your choice of thoughts you're having. So really, feeling like a rejection is up to you. And our actions become a circumstance. How we feel about what actions we took or omitted to take depends on our thoughts about it. The circumstance might be, I burned dinner. Thought is, how could I do this? I can't even pay attention. The feeling might be of anger or rejection. Remember, you are the only one experiencing your own feelings. Even if you're feeling angry at the burnt dinner, you are the one experiencing the feeling of anger. And the subsequent action you might take will be the result of these feelings. So the failed attempt at dinner has you feeling angry, but that is completely optional. Or there's a board meeting and technology fails you, as it often does, <laughs> and you forget the part of your presentation. Your feelings of failure are going to come from your thoughts about these actions. So the only reason we're avoiding missing the mark or taking suboptimal action and calling it failure is because we don't want to experience the way it feels. But the ironic thing is how we feel is always up to us. So we can always choose to not feel like a failure. In more general terms, let's say you decided to do something and you have a certain expectation from the result and you did not meet that expectation. The only feeling that you will experience based on that missed expectation will come from your thoughts about it. And as always, you have a choice of your thoughts. If you consider the event in a dejecting and a hurtful way, that's exactly how you will feel. So universally, our thoughts create our feelings. So when you don't meet your own expectations, the only feeling that you will experience will be based on what you decide to think about the situation. So the ironic thing is that the reason you're avoiding failing is because you're avoiding how it makes you feel, which is actually in your control. So you don't have to choose those feelings of fear, rejection, or failure. What ends up happening when you avoid failure is that we're avoiding something that you are in charge of, and then you're acting like it's happening to you from an outside force. This is the concept that I drill extremely deeply into my clients' heads in Empowered Muslim Women program. In an experience of a perceived failure, we lose sight of this point of control. So in an individual coaching session, I help my clients practice this exact method until they've mastered this concept. So failure doesn't just happen to you. 
and you don't have to sit there and experience it like you're bound by it, what actually happens is that if we miss an expectation or if there's an omission of action on our part, then we decide to make it mean something that hurts, which is completely optional. Let's imagine you're a fitness instructor and you want 20 people showing up for your class. You market it and the response is really good, but only three people show up. You can tell yourself, oh my God, this was such a failure. I'm never going to do something like this again because this feels so terrible. All of those thoughts right there are a choice. You're training new employees and they just won't learn. Omission of action on your part would be that you fail to teach them the way they learn best. Choosing to think of it as a failure is up to you. If you want to recite the Quran with proper tajweed and you keep missing the mark, Arabic is not your first language, your accent is heavy, your teacher corrects your same mistake over and over again. You can choose to be frustrated, you can choose to blame your primary language, and you can choose to think of it as a failure. Again, all optional. Or you can continue the task, practice the proper pronunciation of the Arabic letters, and monitor your progress. Failure technically is a part of the process. It's always going to be there. Clients tell me we are waiting for the day when we will actually see a transformation and don't fail anymore. We're waiting for the day when we don't make any mistakes and always make the right decisions and we always take the right actions. And I open to them some hard truths that this type of transformation does not exist. The only type of transformation you can achieve is what you make each failure mean, how you can integrate that into your journey. There will be no one particular day after which you make no mistakes. That will not happen on this earth. Failure-free life does not exist, and the transformation is only in your point of view. This is excellent, excellent news, because your point of view is the only thing that is in your control. What are you making your actions and your results mean? Failure is subjective. Ask yourself this question, what has this taught me? If you're making a failure mean something negative, then don't flip into a positive narrative because that can turn into toxic positivity. Instead, turn to curiosity. Turn to questioning, how could this be for me? Embracing failure is a skill to learn. It is something that you're going to practice and get good at with time. My daughter is currently enrolled in martial arts, and her instructor taught her how to fall down properly. This is just like failing properly. You cannot avoid falling while you're doing a physical activity that you're just learning. And notice how his teaching isn't around how not to fall down or how to avoid falling down. His teaching is around how to fall and stay protected. How to fall with grace. This example is also very evident in toddlers when they're learning how to walk. They fall a lot and they fall hard. But they get up because each falls make them stronger and it teaches them how to walk better the next time. If after falling they stayed on the ground because they thought to themselves, walking is not for me, <laughs> they would never learn to walk. But luckily for them, toddlers have not yet learned that negative self-narrative. But as adults, we've practiced this type of narrative so much that it seems factual. But we can unlearn it. One way to untether the negative narrative of failures is to actually learn the techniques of successful people. There are people out there who keep failure journals. 
They tell themselves in the business, if I'm not experiencing at least five failures a month, I'm not reaching my target. Lack of failures means lack of progression to them. That's a completely different perspective. Like if you're a business owner, if at least 10% of the people are not returning your product or asking for a refund, then you're not doing enough business. If you're trying healthy habits and at least one of your children is not complaining about the new food, then you're not trying enough healthy recipes. If you start gauging your progress from the amount of failures you've accumulated, that will propel your life so much that it will be unrecognizable, inshallah. So in the upcoming year, I want you to commit to failing. I want you to commit to failing gloriously, with commitment, with intent. I wish marvelous and magnificent failures for all of you. Because I know when you do that, you're actually getting closer to where you want to be. There's a saying that if you want to be successful faster, double your rate of failures. And you have to have your back when you're doubling your rate of failure. When I personally start accumulating failures, the most magical thing happens. I start telling myself, okay, I've achieved one failure, now four more to go on this project. And then I start looking forward to things that might go wrong. And then I reevaluate and fix what can be done better the next time. And this is so fascinating because with practice, now I don't consider anything as a failure. Now when I do things knowing full well that most of them are out of my current capacity, I know that I'm only going to be accumulating learning opportunities. I don't engage in the shame, regret, disappointment narrative. Those thoughts are optional. I don't waste any cognitive effort on those types of thoughts and that has been so liberating. My self-shaming voice had been very loud all of my life, but that can be undone. <laughs> there were times when my anxiety would reach record levels <laughs> just at the thought of me actually doing something difficult. But with this work, I could tell you, anxiety might present, but it does not overtake me. I can manage all of those thoughts of anxiety and failure just using my mind, alhamdulillah. Your anticipation of failure will completely change your momentum towards success. So I encourage you to start keeping a failure journal using the methods I've taught you in this podcast. With that, I make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that failures become integrated into our journey so seamlessly that success becomes an inevitable side effect. I pray that we recognize that by calling ourselves a failure, we are literally challenging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's design. Allah sent us on this earth to strive. I pray to Allah that He gives us intelligence, presence, and security in our humanness to strive in His path. I make sincere dua to him that we come to recognize that every failure in this world is just a part of the journey. This path is only finalized in the hereafter. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raise us to be among the successful, inshallah. I will talk to you guys next time. Hey, are you thinking about coaching? I invite you to a complimentary consultation with me where I can help you define the solution to your problem regardless if you choose to work with me in the Empowered Muslim Women program or not. So you really have nothing to lose. Access the appointment link through the show notes and inshallah, I will see you there.